Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Forever ever GLK is in the building of 48 minutes with me today. What's happening, man? How are you, dude? I'm good. 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 This is a it's a crazy week. It's been for basketball. Crazy week. Yes. It's, this is an easy week to cover basketball. I think we we think we picked the wrong time to take a week off. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. It, this is no shades of August here. It is full speed ahead. Crazy. So I was cracking up because normally I kind of get worried the fact we have two NBA shows where I'm like, man, I hope that we don't talk about the same stuff most of the show. This week, when I was trying to put everything together for this episode, since we didn't have a shot collars this week, I went, do we have enough time to talk about everything? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is going to, yeah, plenty of plenty of content this week. Yeah, so we're going to start with what's most recent. We're going to kind of cover some things we missed last week, um, including the infamous Golden State Warriors fiasco drama. We're not going to get into the whole thing. We're just kind of get our, get our thoughts on what side of the debate we're on, I guess. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to talk about them looking vulnerable for the first time ever. And then um, bad train rumors of the week were done for us. So we're, we're <laughs> going to talk about a few different ones, including Terry Rozier potentially going to Boston right on cue as he does a fast break dunk. Terry Rozier going to Boston. I mean, sorry, leaving Boston. There you go. Yes. There we, go. Yes. Uh, we also have Jimmy Butler. Yes. Um, LeBron flipping the switch early this year. Yes. Uh, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker's going great. Going full Kemba. Yes. This was... Like, I didn't think I would see Kemba, March Madness Kemba ever again. I just knew he'd be really good. And that was two times March March Madness Kemba Walker. There it is. Yeah. So before we get into the show, I want to kind of let you know about a few other things. I guess just, we did that on the intro, didn't we? We did. Yeah. But hey, at-large bid this Friday. Dude, it's going to be great. There's a lot of stuff going on with college basketball. Yeah, our first big board this episode. Love it. Yeah. You guys have been killing it. It's a very fun show. It is. Um, very ADD. It feels it feels like you're hanging out with your friends in the kitchen talking college hoops. Yeah. So that's been a fun episode to listen to you guys do. Well, thanks, man. Um, anyone that's a fan of any basketball must check out At Large Bit. And a big week for college basketball, right? Yeah, very so big tomorrow. week. Tomorrow? Tomorrow it will be. So by the time this show goes up, James Wiseman will have committed but we have a really cool guest um, for Friday's show, uh, Nathan Chester, who did our Memphis Grizzlies team preview. Oh, awesome. He's going to come talk about the Tigers, because I'm more than sure James Weiss is going to Memphis. <laughs> I've already booked a guest. That's how sure I am. Love it. All right, man. So let's talk about the Wizards, because this is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, the Woj tweet. Do you want to read it verbatim? Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, Woj, this is uh, 11.19 at 7 p.m. Um Oh no! This is the fine. This, uh, we're, we're this is. I'm already two tweets into this. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, John Wall's a fucking train wreck. Yes, worse, he is. Worse than me on Twitter right now. He is the like. I think he's trying to be the prince of the NBA, and it's just not working. So to put in context, apparently today it comes out that um, the Wizards are finally at the point where they think maybe we should trade some guys, and. We finally see that they are considering. Yeah. They could consider moving. You, you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you think? 
Jeez. It's it's about time. This has been due for... Two, three years? Two, three years. Probably since they lost that Celtics series a couple years ago in seven games. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so we think that the big names that are up for grabs um, that they're listening to calls on are John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. Yeah. Which, if I were them... I would not move Bradley Beal. Not that me personally, I don't. I want to see Bradley Beal out of Washington, but if that's my best player, and that's like my franchise guy, because I think he's kind of taken that cake from Wall, I don't move him unless I get an offer I just can't say no to. Yeah, what? I don't know what you would want besides Bradley Beal. I don't know. He's twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making twenty five million. Yeah, but I don't feel like he's overpaid. I don't either because he's, he's not a good exactly three and D guy. Yeah. But he's young. You have him for years. I just don't know like what's the alternative. You get a guy that like pans out to be Bradley Beal. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, who could pan out to be Bradley Beal? You know, if you look at these like young shooting guards across the league, like Malik could, Monk. I was no. gonna say. I don't think know, so. That's, that's not one. He doesn't have the defense. Buddy Heald doesn't have the defense. No. Um, Josh Hart, maybe. I haven't seen the defense yet. Yeah, which... and that's such a small sample size that, like, again, Josh Hart. What best case scenario, Bradley Beal? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so, so. Just take Bradley Beal. Certainly not Josh Richardson because he throws shoes into the crowd. Josh Richardson's that would be that would be a good one there. Yeah, but also Josh Richardson's on like a nine million dollar contract. If you're the Heat and you have like an nothing. Yeah, a humble brag of like a whole team of bad contracts. Why are you gonna Why are you gonna take on another bad contract? Like you just keep Josh Richardson. Not... They're the opposite of where the Clippers have no terrible contracts. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> know, like all the bad contracts. Yeah, I, so I, I don't see a ton of young two guards out there. Even for kids coming out this year into the draft, there's not really like a like Romeo Langford's not Bradley Beal, and. Yeah, it's not fair to say he could be either. Yeah, so like, yeah, man, it's that's a tough one to move him. Um, he's he fits the easiest on any team. Yeah, I think honestly, you can plug him in on any team. Yeah, and he works. I know because I know Laker fans are like, let's get Bradley Beal, and I'm like, what are you guys gonna give up for him? Yeah, of course you want like I again, thirty teams. Right, he works on twenty nine teams are going. Oh, okay, yeah, well, we yeah. can fit him here. Yeah. I mean, so let's start with the let's start with the Lakers. Yeah. Do you think do you think the Lakers get any of the uh, Wizards guys? Uh, no, okay. because Otto Porter doesn't really fit with LeBron and Brandon Ingram. Um, I don't know. Maybe they get Dwight Howard again. I'm kidding. Joke, guys. Uh, Wall is a clutch client, but I think I'd still rather have. The disappointing Lonzo Ball as far as a locker room guy. I would say that Contavious Caldwell Pope is just Bradley Beal light. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Not as good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... He, t- he turned down that contract from the Pistons. Yeah. Like four years, 80 million or something. That's stupid. Yeah, something really stupid. And now he's making 12 million this year for the... 8 million this year for the Lakers. On a one year. On a one year. So you know next year it's... Yeah, because you know they're going, well, we might be able to get XYZ guy. Yeah, next year he'll be dishing it to Mello in China or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. We didn't have Mello in our discussion this week. Oh, my gosh. We don't have to. 
Yeah, maybe maybe after like the credits or something, we'll get to Mello. Why couldn't Mello go to the Wizards? I mean, he's perfect for that attitude for that locker room, right? Jeez, you know, it, it almost makes too much sense. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony on a team together, and that's the other thing. Dwight Howard has been the one guy we haven't heard that's been an issue in this whole thing. Yeah, of all people, absolutely. Yeah, which is good on him. Right, good on him. That I don't know. Yeah, because who thinking in the first round was it? Zaire Smith? No. Uh... Troy Brown? Troy Brown. Okay. Troy Brown. I get those two mixed up yeah. every time. The athletic wing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Troy Brown, who we haven't seen a ton of. So. No, we haven't. Um, back to your topic. I mean... He's a handsome guy, too. I'll say it. So. Good ball player. We can keep him moving, but yeah. he's a handsome guy. Sure. But, you know, we talked about this before we were started recording. I think they're at the point where they have to move Wall. Yeah, I mean, too. he literally just said, fuck you, to his coach. He did. He did. <laughs> like... Like, <laughs> this is the guy that took Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant to the NBA Finals, and he's like, you know what, Scott? Fuck you. Well, I, I, <laughs> I kind of love it. Yeah, it's very 2018. Yes. It's very 2018 to look your coach in the face and say, fuck you. So. Right. So I think you have to move Wall. And I think, you know, you and I kind of talked about on the trade machine, there isn't really a John Wall trade to have. No, so the problem with the John Wall trade is it has to... I mean, it has to happen soon, right? Because he's at nineteen million now. That goes up to what forty ish or so. Forty six with the player option. Forty six with the player option, and we're not including the fifteen percent trade kicker, also. So you have to get him at the at the. Uh, <laughs> this is so bad. You have to get him at the nineteen, because also like the I don't think the Wizards want to just take forty million dollars in contracts back. No. Uh, so we look at. Which team... John Wall, like, has to go. He for, has to go. For the Wizards to work. So where where does he go? I don't know. Uh, I cannot think of something off the top of my head. And I know that's bad for content to say, I'm, like... I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you my best prediction here. Okay. And this is extremely biased. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll say the Detroit Pistons. And here's why. Reggie Jackson makes $17 million. Reggie Jackson is serviceable. He's uh he's not the worst point guard in the league. He's he's starting point guard caliber, but definitely not the worst. So your team will will still be fine. You know what I mean? He's better than DJ Augustine and some other guys out there. So right, um, he can still run the offense. You give up Reggie Jackson and maybe a Luke Kennard and a pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else you're gonna get back that's better than an offer like that. Yeah, but you do get a young guy and you do get a draft pick. But the reason I say the Pistons, the biggest reason, and you can you can swap out any of the players in there. I don't, I don't think it super matters. Maybe Reggie Bullock um, is a good shooting wing for the Pistons. Um, but the Pistons are going to be play, paying Blake forty million dollars until the two thousand till the end of the two thousand twenty one two thousand twenty two season. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, the Pistons don't have a process option until them. They don't have a blow it up option. They don't have a tanking option. There's no one in the league that's going to take Blake. Right. No one. So here we are with the Pistons. You're you're paying Blake until then. You might as well go for it. Now a team that has Blake, Wall, and Drummond, I don't think is a team that's going to win the title. Especially now with what's in the East right now. Yeah, but. There's a lot of empty seats right now at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. 
I mean, that fills the seats. That brings, hopefully, a winning culture. It's weird to say John Wall winning culture. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Wow. Yeah, he was the one seed. Wow. Yeah, and they lost to West Virginia to lead eight. Awesome. Yeah, that's all he's got. Yeah, maybe they could trade him for a one seed. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, I've pulled up Bleacher Report's like, trade packages they have for each guy, and some of them, there's two of the three I think are kind of fitting, one's not. So they talked about Otto Porter going to Indiana. Okay. And the offer was Indiana gets Thomas Bryant, who I don't even know what's going on with him right now with that whole domestic violence case, and Otto Porter, and Washington gives gets Darren Carlson, Doug McDermott, Kylo Quinn, and a top 20 protected first-round pick. It doesn't feel like enough. No, because... Autoport is still... I don't know. I, I would really like to see him and Old Depot play defense together. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. But, you know, he's a 14.5 points per game guy. He's still... He's 26. Right. The only problem is, I mean, there's an argument out there, like, does he have one of the worst contracts in the league? Is he is he overpaid like that? And, you know, I think there's guys like... I would have let I would have let Brooklyn take that deal when they put the offer sheet out if I was Washington. Really? Yeah, I for sure would have. I was yeah. shocked Washington matched. I don't I don't think it's the worst contract in the league. I think that we could I think we could name probably twenty contracts worse. To be yeah, because I think if he was on Brooklyn right now, we'd be talking about how fun of a player he is. I think that if he was on the Hornets, we would be talking about how he has one of the better contracts on the Hornets in general. Yeah, which we'll get we'll get to that. Bradley Beal to Charlotte. Okay, Malik Monk. So Charlotte would get Bradley Beal and Jeff Green. Okay. Washington would get Michael K. Gilchrist, Jeremy Lamb, Malik Monk, a lottery protected first rounder in 2019, and a 2020 second rounder. I really like the idea because... Yeah, I like that one. The comment has been that Michael Jordan has flat out said he's going to do everything he can to sign Kemba Walker back. Like, that's the guy he wants to build his franchise around. And after this week, don't blame him, you know? Um, So I think that's the point where Charlotte... Those fans really care about the Hornets. I mean, if you look right now at this game, there's people in the seats. You know, on a Monday night playing the Celtics. Albeit it's the Celtics. But I think that that would be like, I, I like that deal. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm fine with that one. Yeah, and the last one is John Wall to the team I said earlier. Why would he go there? The Phoenix Suns. Wall and Oubre for Dragon Bender, Josh Jackson, TJ Warren, the second round pick. I don't hate it. I just don't think they're going to give up Oubre. No. Oubre is better than Josh Jackson. And Dragon Bender. And Dragon Bender is a zero. Yeah. I like TJ Warren. Fine. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But at that, I don't know. Yeah. This I, is why they write for Bleach Report. Ooh, yeah. Otto Porter to Portland. Otto Portland. For Mo Harkless, Myers Leonard, Anthony Simons, and a lottery protected first round pick. That one's fine. Like that? But then you're paying Evan Turner seventeen million, right? And Otto Porter twenty-seven million. Here's the Bradley Beal Laker one that they have. All right. Him and Thomas Bryant and Jeff Green. So LeBron Jeff Green back together. Hashtag Game Seven Eastern Conference Finals. Sure. For Beasley, Caldwell Pope, Kuzma, and Ingram. I'm fine with it. I don't yeah. love it. Yeah, that one's that one's all right. I don't love any of these. I don't either. I feel like I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Kings and Otto Porter somehow. Yeah. Willie Colley Stein. You do like a Willie Colley Stein and a first round pick. 
I don't know when, since they'd never have a pick. Yeah. But like a twenty a two thousand twenty first round pick <laughs> and Willie Colley Stein for auto border, but you'd have to throw in like Zach Randolph for salary match. Yeah, probably. And maybe like a Monshumper. I don't know what the numbers look like, but just so just so everyone knows while we're recording this, we do not have trade machine in front of us while we're saying this, so we're spitballing this right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's interesting. Um it's fun because it's you know, we've we've seen this coming for a while now. Yeah, uh, I think the main thing is that they have to get rid of John Wall again. There's like, no choice. Once you get rid of John Wall, I think the other things will start to fall in place. I think it'll just start working better. The team will be less talented. But what's really weird is we've seen chemistry be a bigger thing more and more in the last few years. Mm-hmm. We saw it in Minnesota recently within the last couple weeks. Yeah, We saw it with... Um, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, a little bit maybe with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. We've just seen chemistry be a thing more and more in the NBA. So, Yeah. It's, uh, it's absolutely a huge deal, and I think we're starting to see a lot more of that. Yeah. All right, so let's kind of go to um, – you want to do like some talk about some of the performances last week? Let's do it. Yeah, because they were incredible. incredible. We, had, we had Kemba and LeBron. Yes. And Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler. Let's start with Kemba. I mean, yes. So Kemba Walker and the Hornets played the 76ers. It's Jimmy Butler's third game in a Sixers uniform. And I did not catch this game. I was just only checking on my phone. But everything about it, from what I saw on my phone, had me intrigued as hell. So Kemba Walker dropped 60 in this game to go with with five rebounds and four assists. Jimmy Butler, on the other end, was stuck on Kemba Walker the whole game. And Butler was the one that actually won the game. He makes a block on the on the defensive side over Kemba, mind you, with his the hand he doesn't use. Saves the ball. Saves the ball. Throws it back to his teammate. And then, on the other side of the court, hits the game-winning three. Calls game. Yes. Him and Jim and J.J. Reddick saying, you won't go for it. Love it. Love it. Calls game. So. I did catch the game. Did you? I did. Okay. Um, they were kind of harassing Jimmy Butler on defense. Which is weird to say. Uh, I'm saying Charlotte's offense was harassing Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler was playing defense. There was just a ton of high ball screens. You know, uh, Herna Gomez would come up, Mm -hmm. um, lay a screen down, and, like, there was nothing. There was nothing that Philly could do. And you could kind of tell, and this kind of goes to Jimmy Butler, too. You could kind of tell that Jimmy Butler and Embiid weren't 100% on the same page. And B didn't really know how Butler was going to react during all of those ball screens, mm-hmm. so Embiid wasn't always in the exact right place. Uh, I think that once they start playing more, that they're going to kind of realize like, okay, Jimmy normally does this. I can be here. This will put me in a better spot. I can play better team defense. I'm not going to blame guys for not playing perfect team defense, <laughs> right? Like, you know, 72 hours after a trade or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you could just kind of tell that both their on-ball defense was, was fine in beat in Butler, but you could tell that they just weren't exactly on the same page. Yeah. So I, I am excited to see that get better. I am too. And I think, um, Philadelphia just, is, you could see the city has just embraced Butler already. He is kind of that Philadelphia kind of guy. Yeah. 
that tough nose, work for everything, bust his ass kind of guy. Yeah, and he's love... going to be the star of Creed three. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he'll be he'll be the opponent for Michael B. Jordan. That's it. Um, he's going to beat him. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be just like Rocky three with Clubber Lang. There you go. Yeah, and in, I... the, in the city edition jerseys, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which are they're I like those actually. They're growing on. Yeah, me too. Um, and I th- I loved Butler's interview, his post game interview. He goes. To be fair, I really wanted to hit that shot because I didn't want Kemba to have a chance to get seventy. Uh, something that stood out. I think I think the word he used was resilience. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first word he used in his post game interview, and he talked about how the team was resilient, and that's a really good sign. Yeah, that Jimmy Butler is praising effort and resiliency, and just the team's vibe. That's good. And not saying you fucking need me. You can't win without Dude. me. On the other end, I haven't really hated them since that trade either. No, clearly a happier team. Oh, then this is where chemistry comes in. Yeah. Like, man, they're, like, it is crazy because I feel like growing up, I always heard chemistry and adversity and just, like, you know, these wax poetic, like, actually mean nothing terms. These, like, Jim Calhoun, like, why Connecticut wins conversations. Yeah, just, like, you know dadisms where it's like defense wins championships and you need good team chemistry you can't just throw players together and i was always like that's a load of hooey look at my nba 2k team <laughs> that you know i turned chemistry off um right. but what do you gotta say about that i think that chemistry is a thing i i agree here i am doing doing an nba podcast that i finally believe in team chemistry now november 19th it took me this long i thought it was hooey yeah but we're seeing it in Golden State too. Yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, like everywhere, we're seeing that. Like if everyone's not on the exact same page, it's an issue. Yeah, I agree, and I think um, I think the Sixers part's fun, and you know, I think for the time being, they've probably found the best role for Markel Fultz in all of this, kind of being a guy that could really lead your second unit. Um, you know, I'm still holding out for him. I think we all have been pretty open about that. Because I don't think any of this is a lack of, like, effort. Like, he busts his ass on the court. And I just, I, you know, I want to see him be good so bad. So I still kind of have that belief that he will be. And I think that right now, for the time being, while he's still getting familiar with the NBA game, remember, he's played 33 NBA games. This is probably the best bet for him for now. Yeah. Um, I do want to address this, like, Markel Fultz and Wilson Chandler and a first-round pick for Bradley Beal. That is not going to happen. No. That does not seem like a, a good haul back for Washington. Yeah, which Wizards fans will be like, what's this thing where our point card gives constant effort? This is weird. Yeah, yeah. so I don't I don't see that. I don't either. Um, all right, let's talk about, you know, since it's every episode, we'll get into the Laker talk real quick. All right. So minus the game in Orlando, where they just travel across the country, they have been very impressive of late. Um, since Tyson Chandler came in, who knew he was the one piece they needed? They've lost one game. Um, obviously last night LeBron drops 51 two games ago against Portland for the third time already this season they play Portland. He drops 44. Yeah, I feel like that game's on, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's the John Cena, Randy Orton of the NBA. Seriously. I feel like it's like the Packers Cowboys where it's like, this is a Sunday game of the, you know, America's game of the week. And I'm like, Red Sox, Yankees. These dudes are playing again. Again? Oh my gosh. So, alright, here's my thing. I'm happy that the Lakers are playing well. And I'm happy that he's kind of flipped the switch. Because 
you and I were sitting on my couch last week, and you go, I think I'm kind of tired of it. Um, you know, he's not giving much effort. He's, he's been very, like, a lackadaisical. And normally the Switch is flipped, like, Christmas. But something's something the past couple weeks where he's having one of those weird stretches where he goes, I'm going to be one of the best shooters in the world and show you I can still do it kind of thing, happened for two games. So... What was your take from it? You know, are you are you happy to see it? Are you still kind of on your I'm um, I'm I'm done with it? Where are you at with this? I'm skeptical. Yeah, I've been skeptical the last couple weeks. Not of LeBron's talent, of course. That's sure. not in question here. Um, I still believe that he's you know one of the best players in the league for sure. Yeah. Um, I say one of the best. I know. I heard you. Yeah. Um, I just if he gave full effort every night, I'd say I still have no doubt he's the best player in the league. But I just think there's guys out there that are giving full effort. And now that I feel like I'm watching, you know, multiple games every yeah. single night, to watch him not give effort or just, like, throw his leg up and, like, here, this is team defense. And it's like, God. Like, it is frustrating to watch. I just want to see him try for him to have all that talent and just not use it during the regular season every single year. We know he's going to do it. And I get that he's saving himself for the playoffs. I get it. But as a fan of the game, it's not fun. It's weird because he's not giving 100% effort for most of the year. And right now he's still averaging, what, 27, 8, and 8. Yeah. What if he gave 100% effort? Absolutely. Like, this Russell Westbrook triple-double years would just be like, oh, okay, they happened. I do also want to call out every single person in the world on Twitter. Uh, where were you guys when LeBron shot that three? With 17 seconds left, <laughs> up by 13. Asking Luke Walton to stay in. He, he's, uh, you know, he, he played Miami for a while. So incredible, yeah. incredible that LeBron does the exact same thing as Jamal Murray, but he makes it, and no one says a word. Yeah, built because Kyrie Irving didn't throw a fit. And I get that LeBron's a veteran. And Kyrie and Jamal... had 51 game last week. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's a veteran. Jamal Murray's not. He hasn't earned that right or whatever unspoken. Rule you want to say? Dad, dadism. Dadisms, man. Dadisms. That's the theme of this week's show. Dude. Yeah. All right. So I um. Okay, I'm gonna which, ask you which this. one was. No, oh, go ahead. Okay, so I'll get to yours, obviously. But from what we've seen in this stretch, you know, where we've seen them when they play good effort, they're a really good team. When they play defense, they're really good. Can they be the third best team in the West? I feel like I don't have a great grasp on the West right now. Yeah, I know, because I think right now, if you ask me... Portland's the best team in the West, but I'm like, but they're really not? Yeah. I I still lean towards the Warriors, and I still think for what we've seen from the Thunder since they had that bad start, I still think those are the two best teams in the West. I don't have any reason that right now I think the Lakers could potentially be three or four. Yeah. I mean, if it were me, I'd still probably go, like, Nuggets above the Thunder. But I'd go Warriors one, Nuggets two. I man, I don't know. We're what twenty percent of the way through the season, or yeah, so, we're or fifth through. Yeah, and I I don't know what the West is going to look like. No, like the Pelicans, I think they're pretty good. Yeah, they have two really good players. So I don't know. The jury's still out on the West for me. I do think that they could be the third best. To answer your question, yes, I think they could be the third best team. Yeah, I think their shortcoming, and I hate to say it, is Lonzo Ball. I think the more we watch him play, the more I get discouraged. And I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. On the offensive side. Almost, no, defensively almost he's ex- outstanding. Almost exclusively the offensive side. Yeah. 
is is difficult to watch. Yeah. It's Mark Fultz esque. Right, and I think that's kind of a thing I laugh at as people talk about like how bad Markel's been. I'm like, Lonzo hasn't been much better. I mean, if you look at their per 100s, they're pretty even. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Lonzo, like, when he picks it up, mm-hmm. you know, the Deer and Fox comparisons will be there, I think, throughout his career, just because they had that awesome rivalry uh, yeah. in college. They had that game. Uh, Two games where they were just yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Uh, what did De'Aaron put up, like, 40 on him? Was in that Sweet it? 16, he put 40 on him. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Very cool. Um, so I think that they'll always be tied together. I for do. at least a while. And Darren Fox has already flipped that switch offensively. Yeah. yeah, he has. I saw an article, I guess, before the draft. He met with Vladi. And he told Vladi, he goes, I'm going to be the guy that shoulders this franchise. And Vladi said, okay, show us. And so far this year, I mean, he's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was your question you were getting to? We've had a lot of great performances. Yeah. Six, 650-plus Six fifty-point games or more already this season. Which performance stands out the most? And I'm sure recency bias is going to come into effect a little bit. I mean, the LeBron ones are hard to say no to. Um, I'm going to kind of go on another end here, man. Joel Embiid had a game this year with forty-two and eighteen. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think right now, you know, if you look at the like, if you don't look at per game numbers, you look at just like how many points a guy scored all year, how many rebounds a guy scored all year. Embiid is the league leader in points total and rebounds total right now in the NBA. I think Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Steph are probably your three guys you got to think right now. Probably most likely MVP candidates. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's you know, Kyrie Irving the other night against Toronto was outstanding. Um, there's been so many Giannis games this year where he's just been the most. He's been so consistent. And obviously, you know, anytime I see LeBron game where he has a game like that, I'm very happy. But honestly, man, and like even. It's hard to tar- it's hard to say no to Blake Griffin's performance. That fifty pointer you were at. That was that was incredible to see, and I don't know if I'll see another performance like that. Yeah. The thing about that is it was in overtime, he got the game winner with seconds left in overtime, which I think I might edge that out, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um where yeah, like Kemba's it was sixty points but he lost. Right. I don't think I can say that's the best performance yet. Right. Um, LeBron, fifty-one points, but it was, it was corny at the end. You know, what I mean, it was. A thir- it was not against a good team. Yeah, it was a thir- You know, what I mean, he he shot a three to an empty stadium with thirteen seconds left, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And LeBron's stands were not saying it's not impressive. Yes, he's good. He's good at basketball. Really, really good at basketball, which yes. is awesome. Yes, he's great. But yes, that game was, you know, and. By the way, that Miami Vice court was fire. That was awesome. Yeah, I totally bought those shorts. Really? Waiting for them to come in the mail. Really? Right <laughs> yes. I got That's... those and I got the Bulls ones. Okay. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Hey, man, while we're talking about performances last week, Justin Holiday went six for six from three. Just me? Okay. Just you. Yeah, I was not I was not getting on that one. <laughs> no. It was the same night that Kyrie Irving had his crazy game in his bag against Toronto. Well, to your point... Do we discount Kyrie's great performance because that game went to overtime against Toronto Friday night? Um, no, I don't think you like get points taken away. Sure. For, for I don't know. I don't either. For going to overtime, I don't know. 
For a game, well, he kind of put the game in overtime too. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, that's at least better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How... It was all semantics, I guess. Right. Yeah. I because I don't. I mean, it was great. Yeah. You know, especially for a Celtics team that's offense has been horrid so far. Horrible. Yeah. One of the best defensive teams in the league. Like, what twentieth in offensive efficiency? Jalen Brown has been so rough. Dude, so mediocre. He is reminding me of one of those guys, and we've seen like a million of them. Wings that you're like, hope they can shoot. Right. Stanley Johnson. Yeah. Justice Winslow. Like, Josh Jackson. And, like, I, I think... Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Right? But I think that... I think that he's done a lot to separate himself from them because I think that he's better caliber talent. Absolutely. But, like, if if he's rough for another year, like, he could fall into that category. Yeah, I agree. So let's touch on the Warriors before we get to our bad trade rumors. All right, let's do it. All right, so if you don't know what we're talking about, chances are you don't watch NBA basketball. If you just got released <laughs> from prison yesterday, right. you're like, what is happening? If you were frozen and you just so, By carbonite for the last two months. So, yes, apparently it comes out that Draymond Green, after a rough loss in crew, and the Warriors get into it. And Draymond calls Kevin Durant a bitch and then says, we won without you, leave. And then they patch Who it the up. Who the fuck you talking to? Who the fuck you talking to? And then they patch it up. Apparently, they're fine. They're walking the street around together. Yeah, cool. Like they like then they get smoked by the Rockets by thirty, and Carmelo Anthony was cut that night. KD also said, "This is why I'm out." Yep. On the court, we did forget about that. Yeah. And then they lost. They've lost four of five for the first time in the Steph Curry era. They well, I guess the Steph Curry Steve Kerr era, I should say. Yeah. Um, because ooh, they were horrid for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Clay Thompson, when they ask if he's worried about, it, he goes, "You can't be breaking records and be worried at the same time." Dude, which that I was love. So smooth, I loved smooth. It. Loved it. Man, gosh, I never would have thought how much Clay Thompson would win me over as a fan, but he totally oh, has. Um, and then you know that's lost to the Spurs last night. So, um, we kind of talked about like I. It, it's easy to say, I know, as a guy who roots for a team, but it reminds me a lot of the 98 Bulls, where even with all this going on, chances are if you're a betting man, they're probably the team you're putting money on to win the title. Yeah, absolutely. But that year, oh, and we forgot the Draymond's toe injury, which could be a toe injury, but very weird timing. Yeah, it reminded me of when uh, Ben and I came on uh, the pod and we said, Kevin Love, he's going to be traded in two months. Yeah. Then, like, the next day, Kevin Love is out for two months. I'm like, yeah. Right. Of course he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they're like, Draymond's getting in beef, and they suspended him without pay, 120K. And then it's like, yeah, he's not playing because he's injured. And I'm like, he's suspended with pay. Just to go ahead and say right. it. He's suspended with pay. Yeah, so... And like that '98 Bulls team, man. Like Scottie Pippen was hurt for a long time. Tony Kukoc was hurt for a long time. Practices were rough. Those guys were getting into it. They knew Jordan was retiring. There was like a lot that went into that team. Where Phil Jackson kind of talked about how hard it was to win with that team. So much that next year Netflix is going to have a ten-hour documentary about that team. Is that necessary? As a Bulls fan, I don't that's, even know if that's necessary. That's content that people will eat up, though. Yeah, for sure. I know why they're doing it for sure. And then. Um, you know, so it has a lot of that feel to it. 
And I'm not necessarily nervous about them because it is very coincidental this is still happening while Steph Curry's hurt because he kind of has always sounded like the guy to keep it together. But something's not right with them right now. They look vulnerable, and it's weird. Can I give you my comparison? Absolutely. So it's football, which is a different sport than basketball. Okay? Oh, is it? It is. That's big if it's true. So... <laughs> Uh, so, I I think that this Warriors thing reminds me of the Seahawks mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, right? You think that trendy Pacific Northwest team that has a winning culture that seems like they're going to win forever, yeah, super talented, almost like unfair talented, right? And the coach is like, my guys can do whatever they want; they'll figure it out. I mean, like he would let the he would. When I talk about the coach, uh, Seattle's coach, uh, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll would let him do whatever. I mean, Steve Kerr would literally let Draymond coach, like with the clipboard. Yeah, like the I, I think we it's very, that. very laissez-faire with both teams. Um, let the guys express themselves, and then all of a sudden, you see the Seahawks fighting all the time on the sidelines, almost literally fighting on the sidelines. Then they lose one guy. You know, they lose Richard Sherman. He gets cut for nothing. They get nothing back. Right. They lose Cam Chancellor. He retires. You get nothing back. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, Richard Sherman, you lose him for nothing. Could that be KD? Cam Chancellor retires. You get nothing back. Iguodala? Yeah. Like, Earl Thomas gets hurt. You know what I mean? Like, they let uh, their defensive end go for nothing. And I'm just like, okay, is Draymond gonna, or is Clay going to go for nothing next year? You know what I mean? Where, like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, Marshawn Lynch left for, what, the fifth-round picker? Pennies on the dollar, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, while he was retired. Yeah, and, and like, the, these players left, and they got nothing in return, and that team just, like, crashed so fast. And I understand it's a different sport, um, and they don't have Steph Curry on the Seahawks, so it's different. But I just get worried that, like, if you lose multiple players and get mm-hmm. nothing back, if you lose KD and get nothing back... And if you lose Clay Thompson again, I think back, that's very worrisome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think the one thing that kind of goes in their favor here is I don't think Steph Curry's ever going to have trouble recruiting players to play with him. Yeah, I definitely agree. But... I, I don't know if there's anyone in the league that players would want to play with more than Steph. Yeah, Sean and I had that conversation recently, actually, yeah. about that. And Sean kind of Is there the anyone thing. you could think of? No. I mean, I think maybe... No. No. I mean... Even if, like, Kemba Walker's like, I'll go play with Steph Curry, I think people are going to be like, fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, puzzled. I mean... He's got to be at the top of the list. Yeah, I I would say so. Dwight Howard would love to play with him. I'm sure. Yeah. I would love to play with the guy. Oh, God, that'd be great. He's not even fair as a human. Yeah. So, you know, and I do kind of think... I don't really... This is going to be really weird coming from me. All right. I don't really mind Draymond kind of calling him out on the free agency stuff. Absolutely not. Because there's a difference between how LeBron's handled and how Durant's handled. I'm not meaning to be that guy by any means. No, there's definitely a, a bridge and a parallel there, so you can you can definitely make that. Yeah, because like LeBron was like, yeah, I'm a free agent, but we'll talk about this in the offseason. Where Durant was like, I'm going to be transparent about it all, and I'm going to do this. And like he hasn't been really transparent at all. And so I think... Um, for him to kind of continuously kind of like keep it going, 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 and never be on like, I'm here, you know? 
Yeah, being transparent isn't just saying the word transparent over and over. Right. Like, that's you not how it works. Like, I'm transparent. Oh, what are you going to do? I don't know. All right, <laughs> man, you're not transparent. You just don't know. So, like, just keep it moving. Like, just can it. Right. Yeah, I agree. And so, I, I have no issue with Draymond doing that, especially because he's kind of right. They did win without him. Um, and also, he also recruited him to Golden State at the same point. But Yeah. So, you do, know. Do you agree with the Warriors' decision to overtly select, uh, overtly, like, pick Kevin Durant over Draymond? Not really. You don't, th- you don't agree with it? Not in a bad way. Not where I have, like, a disrespect towards KD by any means, but, I mean, this is... Maybe not KD, but, like, like a... Like, okay, yeah, that's like, a good point. Do you think that the Warriors kind of turned on their own mm-hmm. and kind of went with like their new friend rather than their? Yeah, I think that's a good point. The I Warriors mean... are new to this, not true to this. Yeah, that's fair. That's actually yeah. Now that you put it that way. Yeah, man, because you know Draymond was the steal of the draft. Like, I would say it's fair to say he was the ultimate steal of the twenty ten the twenty ten decade drafts. I don't think there's anyone who's yeah. made a bigger. Yeah, impact. we could. Yeah. We could say that. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be go, go crazy by me saying that, you know, except for the Chicago Bulls taking Marquise Teague instead of Draymond Green. But um, I think, yeah, I mean, because you got to think like that trio was what all we talked about for the longest time. That trio went seventy three and nine. Draymond Green took less money. Yeah, for the better of the team. Absolutely. Draymond Green. I mean, he's defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. He's been in the top 10 in assists the last, I think, four years, including this year. Yeah. He's the only player in those last four years to average seven assists on the team. He's led the team every year in assists. So to call him out for being a facilitator, like, to say, like, you need to pass it to me. Like, well, Draymond's done his fair share of passing. Yeah. And also, yes, what he's saying is right. Yeah. I do want to point out that... I went back and I watched that a bunch. Kevin Durant wasn't even over the half court line with less than two seconds left. Is and that's kind of where I struggle. I understand. I understand he, he maybe should have passed it, or maybe not. Maybe not have driven into quadruple coverage. Right? I'm not gonna say that that was correct, but also like KD was literally in the in the back court yeah. with like 1.9 seconds left still, and I was like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think Kerr's comments, too, they kind of just kind of like, like, this is what we're going through. Make it interesting. When he's like, this isn't a dream anymore. This is the real NBA. Yeah, but Kerr needs to step in in that yeah, situation. Yeah, he does. That's, like, man, these these are the most talented players in the world. On the best team in the world. And, and again, maybe I don't know how much a coach really impacts a team, but... I think where you're going to make your money there is controlling these personalities. Yeah. And, like, he really had a chance to defuse it, and he did not. And people like Clay and Boogie are getting involved, and they're trying to defuse it. And it's like, Boogie is trying to, like, like, wait, the most quiet guy in the world and Boogie Cousins? (laughs) Or Peacekeepers? Like, not the coach? Yeah. I, I don't get it either. I think it was mishandled by Steve Kerr, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. And the thing, too, we kind of point out, before we'll wrap up on like this topic for this before we get into our trade rumors, um, I think part of the reason we're seeing them struggle is they're a shooting team, and right now they got to play a lot of Livingston, a lot of Iguodala, and a lot of Jonas Jerebko, and those guys aren't exactly shooters. Yeah, I mean the same thing with 
I mean, not not to the same effect, but you know the the Warriors are built around spacing with Steph. Yeah. And when you take what the team is built around, ask the Cavs, it's not good, right? right? I do have a question. What do you do about this looming Draymond Green issue? I don't. Everyone is talking about like, what do you do? Do you just trade him tomorrow? This goes back to our point we just made. What if you trade Draymond and KD leaves? I mean, the Warriors are probably still a top 10 NBA team with Steph and Clay, and they can probably sign Boogie at that point. Not the team they were five years ago. No, not close. And they might be close. Uh, no, they had Harrison Barnes. Right. In which they would have nothing there yeah, if KD leaves. They're five years older. There's no centers. There's no Iguodala. Yeah. There's no Bogut. And eh, eh, it's not the same team. No Festus Azili to get hurt. Yeah, I just don't I, I don't. I don't think it's the same team. No, I agree. Harrison Barnes is still a good player. Yeah, he is. He gets, have, he gets a lot nothing. of shit for that finals, but... To have nothing in place of him, like I, they wouldn't be as good as that old team. Yeah, I agree. But what do you do with him? I mean, he's he's on the decline a little bit. He feels like he should be rewarded for taking that discount. Let me let me go through let me go through his stats and why he's on a decline. Okay, twenty fifteen, his season twenty fifteen was like his breakout. Yeah, he was twenty five years old, thirty five minutes a game. Uh, this year he's twenty eight. He's doing thirty minutes a game. He was shooting forty nine percent from the field. He's shooting forty four. He was shooting 39% from three. This year, he's shooting 22% from three. Ooh. That's not even a thing anymore. Like, his three-point threat is not a thing. He was getting uh, almost three free throw attempts. He's getting about one and a half now. He was averaging 14 points a game. That is cut in half to seven. He's getting 10 boards. That's now seven boards. And he's kept the seven assists. So, clearly, clearly declining. Right. And he's still got, you know, another two years. He'll be 30 when his contract's up. Like, you can't max you can't max him out, right? Do we agree no, there? I think you're right. Okay. And so, but I just... God, this is going to sound even weirder. I don't want a world where Draymond Green doesn't play on the Warriors. Okay. I just, I feel like he is part of, like, what that is. Yeah. But it's it's a real issue. What do you do... For sure. What do you do with the Draymond issue? Yeah, and I mean, you talk about like the passing part of it. Kevin Durant is having his best assisting career year of his career ever right now. So, yeah. facilitation is definitely not the issue for that team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the ball has been in Kevin Durant's hands a little more. It has. So, I mean, that's, that makes that makes yeah, sense. Right. Uh, hard to hard to turn down that. So, you keep Draymond and you pay him. Because if you keep him, you have to pay him. You do. You're right. And I don't know if he makes the same impact somewhere else. He would have to go to, like, a Boston. He would have to go to a situation like that where it's, we plug you in and you play our way. Yeah, you're just like Al Horford. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people seem to think that, like, Clay Thompson can't be a great number one, and we have no proof of that. I think he could be, honestly. But, I, th- you know, people, I don't know if Draymond Green could be a number one or a number two anymore. Certainly not a number one. No. I don't know if he could be a number two. Yeah, like, where? Yeah, I don't see it. Dallas. And, I'm, and hey, I'm a Michigan State guy. That's you my are. team. I watched Draymond Green play in person at Michigan State. That is my guy. But I, I think that if you don't want to pay him max, you have to be realistic. What's he gonna want? He's gonna want a max. I mean, you're gonna have to cross this bridge. Yeah, you have to be in realistic. two years. Do you move on from him? Yeah, I, I think they will. 
what if KD leaves and Clay Thompson leaves? <laughs> Thank what? God you got Steph Curry to recruit players, man. But really, yeah. But for... and then you're like, and then you're like, oh, we're gonna ride with with Draymond and Steph and whoever we recruit, and then you max out Draymond and he keeps declining. It's kind of bleak. It is very bleak. You know, know, like, what what does the team look like next year if, if Durant and Thompson leave and they get, like, Chris Middleton or Tobias Harris? Still good, but nowhere near as good. Right. Yeah. I mean, still still probably fun. Yeah. But. Yeah. 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 I also don't want to see KD play for the Clippers. I really don't want that. Yeah, I get it. I Dude, I'm serious. There is nothing that's gotten me more excited in, in basketball Fantasyland than the idea of LeBron, KD, and AD. I know. I'm the same way. I'm like, how can I make this happen on 2K so I can see this really work? Oh my gosh. There, I think that would be my favorite thing I have ever seen in basketball. Ever. Yeah, when people were like, you bandwagon Laker fans, I'd be like, ever. damn right. Ever, man. It seems so fun and so cool. And I know it's not going to happen because I just remember all the pictures of like LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi. Who's going to stop this team? Yeah, and Suck it's like, Bleacher Report. It's like, yeah, we they're not a team. Right. So. Ooh, I just thought about something. Okay. Say those guys leave. Do you think the Warriors would take a chance to get Kevin Love on that team? Less stress for him. Another chance to kind of be the guy that blends in. Him and Steph could play pretty decent together. I still think Kevin Love's perfect place is Portland, because I think him and McCollum together would be awesome. Yeah, but you have Draymond and Love. I'm all... saying if Draymond's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. If Draymond leaves and KD leaves, you go Steph, Clay, and Kevin Love. Okay. What year is this? Next year. Okay. And Draymond left. I mean, I'm sorry. What's the year Draymond's? Okay. Two years. You're taking my you're taking my dream away. You're yeah. ruining my dream, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So speaking of bad discussions of players to go, we're gonna be right back, guys. And we're gonna do our bad trade rumors, and that'll probably be our last segment of the show. And now it is time for the Bad Trade Rumor of the Week. So Kyle, welcome to your first time being on the Bad Trade Rumors of the Week segment. I've enjoyed my time on the Bad Show. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's been a good time. Yeah, so uh, be sure to be obviously every Monday, normally, besides this last week, Shot Callers, Kyle Brandon, Ben Brown. Very fun, very entertaining, very social media interactive show that those guys do, so... Really love having them on the Monday team for sure. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Um, you can find us at the 48 Minutes Twitter page. Um, tweet some basketball opinions. We'll roast you. It's a good time. Yes, absolutely. So what this segment is, if you guys remember, we did one a couple weeks ago, Sean and I, about the Cavaliers and where we should send all their veterans. So we talked about a couple guys, and obviously the Wizards kind of made trade talk pretty interesting today. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, Terry Rozier as a kind of our main topic here, as a guy we can look at different places for. That's it. We've uh, we've been watching Terry this whole episode, actually. We've yes. been watching the Celtics-Hornets uh, game. So it's now in the fourth quarter. It is a three-point game. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say that this is really a league pass alert since it's going to go up Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, so Terry Rozier. Yes, absolutely. So we have ran our trades through a trade machine to show that they are successful before we report them. And we're going to try to make fun of them at some time. We're going to talk about if they work or not. 
So, and we have some of the same teams. We do. Yeah, so let's start with my first one. Uh, Terry Rozier to the Orlando Magic. In return, the Boston Tucks will get Jaron Grant, who is athletic, but athletic. And you know, as a Notre Dame guy, that's hard for me to say. I was really excited when the Bulls got him. And a Melvin Frazier Jr. So according to this, uh, the Magic don't win any more games than they already have. And the Celtics are <laughs> minus a win. Good. Why did the Celtics say yes? I think the only reason the Celtics will say yes if he is truly unhappy. If that rumor is true and he wants to get out and they want to have as much money as possible to sign Kyrie Irving. Is there a pick involved? I would say that Orlando would have to throw a pick in, right? Okay. To make that sexy? Yeah. Like, Grant is... I like Grant. I think Grant was had stretches where he was good for the Bulls, but he's not, like, a sexy player that you just have to have. You're getting a... A starting caliber point guard, a low tier starting caliber, but a starting right. caliber point guard, and I think for that you have to pay a little bit. Yeah. So we're saying no to this one. I would say no, but I do have. I like the fact that you're going Orlando because mm-hmm. that's where I'm headed for my first trade. Ooh. My trade. You might hear it and say, "Is this an overpay?" The answer is maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Isaac. For Terry Rozier, straight up. Straight up, I think I do the deal. Because Terry Rozier is a better team fit than Jonathan Isaac, and here's why. is because your team would then be uh, Terry Rozier, Evan Fournier, uh, it could be Jonathan Simmons or Owen Du, whoever you want to play at the three. You have Aaron Gordon at the four and Mo Bamba at the five. In that lineup... I mean, you don't have uh, Jonathan Isaac playing. I think your team might be too big. Yeah. If you have Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and Aaron Gordon on the floor, that might be too big for this pace that we're seeing in the NBA right now. Yeah, this isn't the Bill Russell days where it's the biggest team wins. (sighs) Yeah, so that's why I just think team fit, that would work. Of course, I wouldn't throw in a pick with that, and that would be a really good uh, pull for, for Boston. Because um, we know Boston loves picks. If they yeah, love anything yeah. more than their players, it is draft picks. Absolutely. And then Boston could play them at like a small ball five. Yeah. Ooh. You all right? Bless me. Yes. Thank you. Kyle is um, working injured tonight, which I very much appreciate. I'm sick, but I wouldn't miss the pod. Yes. All right. So, um, you know, I've kind of had to throw this one in out of curiosity. I've got two Terra Zero LA Laker trades. Okay. Because, you know, he's probably better than Lonzo Ball right now. Yes. Yes. I would say that's a fair assessment. Okay. The first one is a total, this is just like, I'm pissed off, I want to leave, I'm going to sit out if you don't play me. Okay. This is Terry Rozier to the Lakers, and the money lines up to get Avika Zubac, because the Celtics love switching prospects. Okay. And Isaac Bonga. <laughs> That is a Lakers Twitter trade of yes. all time. No, this, this is a good trade. This is a good trade for like, Boston. This, yeah, is, this is Boston. great for the Boston. Yeah, Boston needs to do this because like, they should do it. Right. Nah, Boston's no, not doing that. No, Boston's not doing that. There would have to be like a big old pick. Yeah, probably the, four picks. I'm saying, yeah. yeah. And then my other one, which is probably more enticing but still probably a no. Again, this is what Trade Machine gave me. Yes. Josh Hart and Zubak with the first round pick for Terry Rozier. I like that one. Um, it doesn't really solve the Lonzo Ball issue, but 
it does kind of give it gives the Celtics another shooter. I just I just don't think that the Lakers want Terry Rozier because I think the Lakers are looking for a Damian Lillard, a Damian Lillard, a Kemba, Kemba like yeah. I don't think they're looking for that caliber. Yeah. So for that reason, I would say no. Um, I think you're right, but I do like that trade. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. We both had the Suns, and. Your trade was almost identical to my trade. Or my trade was almost identical to yours. Uh-huh. How's that work? Uh, I mean, you did yours first, but... I can't even remember what mine was. I'm not even going to lie to you. So, it was... Ter- oh, okay. Well, actually, I got a beef with your trade, so... Okay. You did Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown is is a big asset. Yeah, but... Didn't I throw Josh Jackson the deal on the other end? And Elliot Cobo. Right. So what what are they getting back for a big asset? Josh Jackson. Well, the guy the Cavaliers literally said, if you give us Josh Jackson, we'll give you Kyrie Irving. Josh Jackson is not that valuable in no, that trade. No, but, I mean, you know, that guy? Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> not doing it. But I would do Terry Rozier for Josh Jackson and... D'Anthony Melton. Oh! There you go. That is. There you go. I like that. Phoenix uh, Phoenix gets their point guard. They can move on from Josh Jackson. They have TJ Warren. He seems like he's the guy. Um, Josh Jackson is going to be forever doomed to that Justice Winslow, Stanley Johnson. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, if only they could shoot. You know, <laughs> we bring that up. but uh, But then Boston gets back. A wing that can switch. You know, they love that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then they get point guard debt. So, Young, both on rookie contracts right now, so they would have a ton of space to sign Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that one? I dig that one for sure. There you go. I think, uh... I don't feel it, and you don't have to throw in a pick in that one. No, you don't. Which, I think Danny Ainge would still beg for a pick, but... Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Phoenix would still give up, like, three or four first-rounders, yeah. but you don't have to. Like, right. It's actually okay. We know what they'll do. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's a solid one. I don't mind that one one bit. Um, off the Terror's Year topic, I did put one together that I kind of like that'll never happen. So this involves um, the Hornets and the Lakers, because we talked about Kemba Walker going to L.A. Would you, because I think Kemba's at this point where he's a multiple-asset trade guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So I have out there, this was approved. Kemba Walker goes to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and Mo Wagner. Is that too much? Too much for who? Right. Because I think a Kemba Walker LeBron tandem could be just as good, maybe slightly better than a Kyrie Irving LeBron James tandem. Yeah. Let's talk about how fun that team would be that on the floor at the same time they'd have three of the four guys between. Lonzo, Josh Hart, Malik Monk, and Miles Bridges. Yeah, that's like the all NBA or all NCAA team. Yes. That's so fun. <laughs> yes, I, I like that. I love that team. Yeah, same. Yeah, and it would work with their horrible cap sheet. Yeah, because they got to clear some people out of it. No, they can't clear anybody out there on that deal. Because can, I, what can the, I just say they're paying eighty-one million dollars to Batum, <laughs> Biombo, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller. And Michael Kidd Gilchrist, they're paying $81. $81. million. <laughs> Honestly, $81 seems like a more accurate number. Yeah. When you hear 81 you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. I'm like, no, 81 million. You're like, no, it has to be 81. You said 81 and Kobe Bryant's ears started burning. Sorry, Jalen. Did someone say 81? Sorry, Jalen. <laughs> and then one I put together that 100% never, ever, ever happened, but is a Hornets ass trade, is Kemba Walker to the Chicago Bulls along with Frank Miskey's expiring contract. For whatever it is, I'm already just laughing and having fun with this one. Bobby Portis, (laughs) Justin Holiday, and Chris Dunn. And I'm sorry, what's the other side? Um, Chicago would get Comiskey and Walker. And then Charlotte would get Portis, Justin Holiday, and Chris Dunn. I threw Robin Lopez in at first, but then I remember that the Hornets have 10 centers. (laughs) So then. <laughs> I just imagine you like in your like uh Jordans you, you know, in your red Jordans, you have a you have like your Bulls jersey on, your Bulls hat, and then like a Bulls sweater and those new Bulls shorts you just ordered and you're on the trade machine like I'm getting Kemba. Yeah. I'm definitely getting Kemba for sure. That's exactly what yeah. happened. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> I said this segment is bad trade, really. Right. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyone you want to throw out that you might have put together you want to discuss before we get out of here? That was it, man. My, I think my uh, – I don't know how good I did because my bad trade rumors were just so good. So Yeah, I think the uh, – um, I don't – I need to work on making them worse, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Come right. on. We haven't thrown Tristan Thompson any trades yet. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's that's even like – I put it in my phone and my phone's like, no results. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I didn't put another team next to Tristan Thompson yet. <laughs> So, uh, with that being said, Kyle, I'm really happy you filled in for Sean this week. Yeah, man. This has been a blast. It's been a lot of fun kind of catching up on everything. Be sure, like we said, Kyle and Ben on Shot Collars on Mondays on the 48 Minutes Network, as long as you're subscribed to this RSS feed. Um, and you get a, uh at-large bit. Don't forget to, to follow Tim. I'm plugging you now. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so at-large bit every Friday. This week, we're going to kind of talk about Feast Week because it's a huge week in college basketball. James Wiseman committing this week, so we're going to have Nathan Chester back. You guys got to cut it on the Michigan stuff, though, man. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. I, got, it's, it's a I can't much. help it. Yeah. For, for the listeners out there, really, this is funny. When Tim and I first met, he was at his job, mm-hmm. and uh, I came into his job, and we were chatting basketball, and he told me about the podcast. And I was a listener, um, of course, because it's a great product, before I was ever helping, and I would listen every week. And, of course, I wrote an awesome five-star review on iTunes because that's what good humans do. Hand, hand, cough, cough. And, uh, and I wrote in my five-star review, really good podcast, but not talking about uh, Detroit Pistons enough. And uh, now that I'm on here, I'm fighting the good fight. But I can't put up with the Michigan talk. <laughs> I can't. Michigan State, please. I, I can't help it. They're so fun. Dude, like, I'm, I'm kind of in on Big Ten. I like that you're talking Big Ten. I was say, I'm kind yes. of in on Big Ten basketball like right it. now. yeah. Like a, like Ohio State's ranked now too, and I don't like that part. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I lost oh, bid this week. Oh, go ahead. I have one more thing. So this is going back to the Wizards. This is like the most off-topic thing of all time too. But now we're at the point where like everyone's already turned it off. So yeah, it's fine. Um, They're like, okay, they signed off. When I heard when I heard the report that the Wizards were shopping trades, the first thing I thought of was our fantasy basketball league. <laughs> And I know no one cares about our fantasy basketball league, and that's why I could talk about this at the end. Um, so our fantasy basketball league is a dynasty league, 
but it's also like really involved where like you only get 40 years to put on your entire team and you have to keep like eight players and everyone else goes in a draft and you only get a hundred dollars to spend in free agency so you have to like bid on your players and it's super involved right it's like maybe my full-time job (laughs) it's like that then my job and i'm also a parent uh and so people will text tim because tim's the commissioner of course and they'll be like hey I'm taking trade offers for this player here. Send you know, and Tim will text out everyone in the group and be like, "Hey, by the way, what's his name's on the block?" You know what I mean? And uh, that's just what I thought of when I heard the Wizards, where it's just like, where I'm the Woj, I feel, yeah, and the, and the Adam Silver of the league. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, yeah, it was just like, hey, everyone fantasies up for for the trade discussion and all the gms were like oh shit let me send my offers i mean everyone's lowballing and sending like their shitty players they don't want anymore well since you put them on the market obviously their value goes down yeah absolutely (laughs) and that's actually how fantasy basketball works so yes absolutely i'm glad i had a chance to do it when no one's listening (laughs) and yeah so if you are still listening somehow or some another we first off props uh at large bid also this week we're gonna debut our first big board of the year so Whoa, we're gonna get, yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, so... I've, just Zion's name. I was going to say, like, how many Zion times? four times, right. and then R.J. Barrett, and then Romeo Langford. And that's it. And then Zion again. And then Zion again. Yeah. And then Cam Reddish. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. I think if you've listened to this show so far, you know how much I'm really into Romeo Langford. So I'm excited about what he can be, and he'll be high up there for sure. All right, guys, Kemba Walker just hit a crazy shot again. Have a good night. Thanks, guys.